0: So we're going to start out with Psalm 100. First off, if you were here this morning, um, you got to hear an awesome, amazing message about thanks living. And I thought it would be great for me to just tag right along with that. Okay? So um, we're going to start this out with the verse that I really like. That says, Shout joyfully to the Lord, all the earth. Serve the Lord with gladness and delight. Come before his presence with joyful singing. Know and fully recognize with gratitude that the Lord himself is God. It is he who has made us, not we ourselves and we are his. We are his people and we, and the sheep of his pasture. Enter his gates with a song of thanksgiving, and his courts with a praise. Be thankful to him, bless and praise his name, for the Lord is good. His mercy and loving kindness are everlasting. His faithfulness endures to all generations. And so here's a little verse for you to get to get excited about and to be thankful about. The sad thing is, um, there are members of every single church every, everywhere who never enter, enter into true praise, thanksgiving, and worship. And then there are other members all throughout the nation, all throughout the world, who do it out of routine. Maybe they find themselves at the altar because that's where they were told to go their whole life. And so they never really get into a heart stance when it comes to praise and thanksgiving. And so here at Unleashed, we're in the third, this third step of becoming unleashed. <clears throat> and it's such a cool thing. You wouldn't think that praise, worship, and thanksgiving is one of the things that will set you free, but it's, I'm, gonna, I'm here to tell you it's absolutely one of the most important things that will set you free. So we're talking about church members all throughout the world that never really enter into that. And then some that enter into routine. So I'm going to tell you a little story. You may have heard this, but laugh anyways. It's a joke, right? But there was a, there was a pastor, <clears throat> and he was um he was trying to sell his horse. You know, he had this really good horse. It obeyed commands um, that had been taught. And he was trying to sell his horse. And a potential buyer came up and said... Um, he said, uh, well, he was really interested as a potential buyer. And the pastor said, okay, this horse, just to let you know, only listens to church talk. Okay? That's the only way he'll do anything is if it's church talk. So, if you need him to go, you need to say praise God. If you need him to stop, say amen. Okay? He only, he only responds to that. So the guy says, well, that's pretty cool. That's, that's a neat little trick, you know. Well, <clears throat> he hops up on him. He's going to you know, give him a test drive, see how, how well it goes. And he says, praise God. The horse starts to walk. Huh? He said, that's pretty cool. Well, he said, praise God. The horse starts kind of trotting along. Praise God. The horse starts getting into a really good gallop. And he is just having the time of his life, and just this horse is just phenomenal. And he says, "Praise God!" And the horse is just rolling. I'm talking about gone. All of a sudden, there's a cliff, and he remembers, "Amen." And says, "Amen." It's the stop, right? And he sees that cliff, and then the horse is going straight for it. And right before he gets to the cliff, he goes, "Amen!" And the horse stops. And that guy, he sat there, he wiped the, the sweat off of his brow, and he said, praise God. <laughs> <laughs> Getting into a routine can get you in trouble. <clears throat> what happens when you know exactly what to say and what to do, but you don't know why you're doing it? When it becomes just a routine that we just say? You find yourself at a cliff. So let's start off with this: What is praise? What is worship? And what is Thanksgiving? Thanksgiving. If you were here this morning, you found out that Thanksgiving there's there's a different type of Thanksgiving. I'd already had this written out, so I'm, gonna, I'm just going to go with it. But but it was so it was so good. But Thanksgiving in this message and in in, in in most of our lives is thanking God for what He has done. Okay. Praise. Relates to God's character. When you praise God, you pray, you're praising His character. You're praising who He is. Worship is recognizing His holiness. That He is the one true God. Okay, so there's three things. There's three three major things that we're looking at. So I want to show you some things. Uh, so I want to go over some reasons of why. All right, Because if not, if we don't, if we don't ask why, then we end up Anytime somebody says praise God, we just we move forward. Anybody that says amen, we just stop. We need to know why we're doing the things that we're doing, right? So number one. This is my favorite one. It's the shortest point I have, but it's simply he is worthy of it. I really don't have to say much to that. You know, I don't have to add in too much or anything, but it's just simple. He is worthy of it. Psalms 18.3 says, I will call upon the name of the Lord who is worthy to be praised. God has always kept His promises. They may not have looked like I wanted them to look, but He's always kept His promises. If I go to the Bible and I relate a situation with one of God's promises, He didn't fail me. Okay. Now think of this. Why is he worthy to be praised? I'll give you one simple reason. How many people, just by show of hands, I know Facebook Live we can't see, but uh, you can comment. Um, How many people in, in here have praised somebody living right now just for just for helping them out, helping them through a, a rough time. Maybe they, maybe somebody gave you a, a couple hundred bucks to, to get through the week or something. I mean, you just praise them. Man, you, you went and told other people, this person is just amazing, right? Okay, well, God created us. So he pretty much trumps everything. <laughs> See, we can get into a, it's a situation of praising somebody for a simple task, God's worthy of our praise simply because he created us when we didn't we, we, we he didn't have to. So that's the number 1 reason I could think of. He he is worthy. Um he created everything and he still thought of me and, and for that alone in my eyes he is worthy. Number 2 reason why we do praise, worship and thanksgiving is because it brings God onto the scene. Okay, I heard um, Hannah and I were at a concert. All right, we got to go to this really cool concert. It was awesome. And uh, Brooke Fraser, she said something, and it just made me think about just then. So I, 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 I'm sorry, rabbit, you know, squirrel, rabbit trail. I'm I'm there, but um, (coughs) said it brings God onto the scene. But she was going over a verse, and it was so great. And she said, you know, when the church is divided, the church is like we are the body. And when a body is divided, it's a crime scene. And she said something. She said, God's not coming back for a crime scene. He's coming back for a bride. And I was like, "Ah, oh, man, that's good. That's good. I'm going to use that. So there you go, Brooke Frazier. All right. But um, it brings God onto the scene. When you think that you're in the middle of a crime scene, this praise, worship, and thanksgiving is 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 how to bring God onto the scene. How to fix your little crime scene that that you've probably created or other people around you might have created. This is a, this is a blueprint on how to get God in your in, in your situation. Okay. We've all had those moments we needed a uh, you know a rescuer to come to us, and the Bible gives a good blueprint. and In Matthew eighteen twenty. Um it says where two or more are gathered in my name, there I am and i'm i 'm pulling up uh the amplified version. I just want you to hear what it says It says for where two or three are gathered in my name with the capital M meeting together as my followers with capital m, I am there among them. Let me go back to my notes so I can tie that up. So what happens when we gather in His name and lift up His name? Well, that's praise and worship, and that's thanksgiving. When we lift up His name, and there's two or three gathered. I mean, the Bible. This is this isn't Justin's word. This is Bible. this is Matthew eighteen twenty. It says, "Where two or three are gathered in My name, there I am." So there's a blueprint to fix your whole entire situation, and it just starts out with finding you a good friend and and getting into some praise, worship, and thanksgiving. Okay cuz any time that we gather in his name what are we doing? We're praising him. Man, I love it. In Psalms 22:3, God it says God inhabits the praises of his people. God inhabits the praises of his people. Isn't that beautiful? That means that when you when you're when you're praising you invite God's glory, you invite his presence, you in, you invite his spirit to fill up your life and your situation. This is some powerful stuff to figure out where you know what you need to do. Have you ever been there to where you didn't quite know how your situation could get any better, better? Um, because you it's it's looking pretty grim. A simple praise. All right, we just went. We just went on one verse where it says two or three together, But then we go to this next verse and it says God lives lives in our praises. God inhabits our praises. All right, I can't remember where I told where I told myself to say this story, but I'm going to say it right now. Um, when I was going through the flu um, last year, yeah, last year I had the flu, and um, man, I'm not going to get too crazy into it. But um, I felt demonically attacked, and every time I could bring myself just to say Jesus, just just for that moment, it made it better. And I'm telling you, when you can make a praise in your in your in your own hell, everything gets a little bit better. <laughs> it's pretty amazing. All right i 'm flying through this, my third point: it strengthens your faith All right, If you were here earlier, you found out um, a little bit about Thanksgiving and faith correlating a little bit. you know th- when we give thanksgiving after it 's done that 's called gratitude. When we give thanksgiving before it 's done that 's called faith. So when we have praise, worship, and thanksgiving, it strengthens our faith. In Romans 4.20... Let me see. Okay. Mine's not going to go. <laughs> He's got it. In Romans 4.20, it's talking about Abraham. It says he did not waver at the promise of God through unbelief, but was strengthened in faith, giving glory to God. Okay, what's he doing? Huh? He's praising. He's giving glory to God. All right, in the middle of in the middle of the situation, because it's I mean, you got to think about what it's saying right there. It's saying he did not waver. Okay, that means there's that means there's something going on that that might knock us off of our you know our steady platform, right? all right we, we got some decisions that we make well, Abraham did not waver at the promise of God through unbelief, all right he was battling a little bit of unbelief, but was strengthened in faith, giving glory to God so in the moment where he said when 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 all of us would go you know what i don't know i don't know if this can get any better Abraham through faith gave glory to God anyways. We'll go on to the next one real quick twenty one and being fully convinced that what he had promised, he was also able to be perform, or was able to perform, I think that that's so great because it goes right along with what Pastor Cricket was talking about this morning. Um, he gave glory to God before his promise actually hit. All right? he, I think that that's amazing, and because, because he was able to do that, because he was able to see what God had already promised him. And give glory to Him. It strengthened His faith and His faith, that, and that's that's biblical. Okay, here's a way to strengthen your faith: some praise, worship, and, and and some thanksgiving. I think that's amazing. You need to walk out of here ready to rock and roll. <laughs> All right, point four. Point four about praise, worship, and thanksgiving and what it can do for you is it puts challenges in perspective. Okay? Now this is a tough one. This is going to be my longest point. But so many times do we look at our challenges and feel like there is absolutely nothing bigger than them. We're wrong. All right. <laughs> My God is way way bigger than anything i 've ever come up against okay he 's way bigger than anything you 've ever come up against okay Let me go to this real quick first thessalonians uh, five sixteen through nineteen mine 's just not working. I click on it it 's okay electronics that 's i need to I need to invest in what cricket does and just bring paper because it doesn 't fail. First Thessalonians five sixteen says: "Rejoice always, pray without ceasing. In everything, give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. Do not quench the Spirit." I love the Bible. I have a, I have a bunch of people that uh, where I work at and. Um, and throughout my life, it goes, how do you stay positive so much? Because I read the Bible. And because I practice the promises. And it says rejoice always. It's giving me a good, good, a good clear picture of what I need to do when I'm going through hell. It doesn't sound lovely. Like, I don't understand all the time. But I know that if I just rejoice always, I don't cease my praying it's going to be okay. Here's something I wrote down. It's it's pretty cool. You hear a lot of people, yeah, tell me if you have ever heard this. You got to praise him for the for the bad times. <laughs> you got to praise him for the good times and the bad times. You ever heard that? Heard people say that? that? That's not in the Bible. That's not biblical. I don't see it I don't see it that way because if you go back into that one it says in everything praise him. It doesn't say praise him for the bad times, because my God makes evil and does and turns it around for good. All right, all good things come from my God. So my God is not—he's not some bully. And we're not ants, and He's not putting us under a magnifying glass and putting us under tests, you know, like that, you know, to see if we can do that. But it says in everything so it's telling me while i'm in the storm i need to praise him it doesn't say i need to praise him for the storm and i thought that that was really cool because i hear a lot of people sitting walk around and they go you know what i don't know why god did this to me god didn't do it the devil's out there he's real and he, um, I don't, I'm not as, uh, I'm not a professional at this yet. I'm going to get there. I'm going to work every day for it. But I know it says somewhere in that good book that it says that he sent Jesus to defeat the works of the devil. Okay? What does that tell you? That, that tells you right there that the devil is working. Right? So guess what? The devil is working against you. He's work, he's trying to stop you. He's trying to stop God's plan for you. Okay, so that means that when something bad comes to you to knock you off course, it not it doesn't mean that it's sent by God. So I, I'm I'm saying this. I had it wrote down I kind of rabbit trailed, but I had it wrote down because I see a lot of a lot of our brothers and sisters that walk around and they go, I don't know why God did this to me. I can't understand it. And it just sets you up so bad to hate God and to blame God. And little did you know that God was right there. And right there in your storm, right beside you. Ready to calm it. I think that that's just amazing. I think that's what we need to look at this Scripture and understand that it says in everything. It said praise Him in the bad times and through the bad times. It didn't say praise Him for Him. Okay? All right um if you can go to Acts chapter sixteen, this is really cool. this is uh, it's all bible this i' just so you know facebook live and everybody here we're just we're going to quote some Bible all day today, all right because when it comes to praise, worship, and thanksgiving, he gives you all the tools what what you need to do, but in Acts chapter sixteen. Verse 20. It's about Paul and Silas. And for some reason, mine's not working, so I'll just give you the... There it is. And they brought them to the magistrates, and they said, These men, being Jews, exceedingly trouble our city. And they teach customs which are not lawful for us, being Romans, to receive or observe. Then the multitude rose up together against them, and the magistrates tore off their clothes and commanded them to be beaten with rods. All right, we'll pause right there. Because you, you need to understand that. I don't know how many people have had their grandma whip them with the switch. This is a lot worse. All right? This is bad. All right? And um, in some of the translations, it may say it in the next verse, but it, it says that they ordered them to be flogged. And that's a million times worse than just the rods. Um, this is this is bad. I want you guys to get a picture in your head of of two guys that are pretty you know pretty rowdy because they've had a rowdy life being beat. And they're not going to just go down without a fight. Okay? When they're being beat and beat and beat and beat and bloody. I'll go to the next verse. And when they had laid many stripes on them, they threw them into prison, commanding the jailer to keep them securely. So now, they've been beaten, probably almost almost to death, and thrown into a cell that's probably not anything like what our cells are now. It looks pretty grim, right? Go to the next one. This is where it gets really, really good. Having received such a charge, he put them into the inner prison and fastened their feet in socks. Now now we're in a cell that's horrible and I can't go anywhere for sure, right? Now I'm chained up. Now I'm chained behind bars and I'm chained up inside the bars. And I'm beaten half to death with no care. But at midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God and the prisoners were listening to them and come on, come on. Suddenly there was a great earthquake so that the foundations of the prison were shaken and immediately all the doors were opened and everybody's chains were loosed. I just got goosebumps. Think about that, man. This is, Paul and Silas were beaten half to death and put into a cell to rot and die. And the only thing that they could do, they didn't go, man, hey, we had a good run. No. They, said, they started singing. Yeah. But my God. That's amazing. The earth shake. The prison walls fell down. All because of praise and worship. There's never a moment that's too bad to not give thanks. To not praise. And when you find your, your 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 life in that moment where you just don't know if um if I'm gonna make it out of this, start praising Him. And there's a video. It's one of my favorite videos. It's it's one of the videos that got me really close to God in the first place. Um, but it's it's called the Lifehouse Skit. If y'all go and look it up, uh, it's old. So y'all, I mean, you probably already seen it, but. The whole time, this this this, this, this girl is is uh, battling temptations, different temptations, different sins, and you know she's going through a really really bad life. And at the end of it, she finds herself with the gun and on her knees, <laughs> and she's just and, and, and it's hard to describe. But there's there's these different sins. There's these people dressed up in the skit as different sins, and the last one is the one that brings the gun, and it's the devil. And he's telling her, it's, it's, it's over. And it's okay. It's okay. You know, because he tells you sweet lies. And she's sitting there, and she's crying. But she doesn't, she doesn't know if she should or she shouldn't. And at the very last moment, she throws down the gun and, and looks at Jesus. There's another story in Matthew that I've heard a lot. The possessed man—he—he's he, so possessed that people lock him up outside of the outside of the town in caves. They chain him up, and he still breaks the chains. His whole life—I'm—I'm I, I, assuming—is his whole life is a long time, all right, for him to be living that way. And, and the Bible makes it seem like he's been possessed for a long time. And um, the moment that he sees Jesus, and he didn't just see Jesus like walking right by him and brushing right by him, no, he like like he had to run. To get to Jesus but he saw him from afar that's what the Bible says it says he saw him from afar and he ran to Jesus his life was miserable his life his life was complicated but he still found a way to get down and praise Jesus and he, his whole situation changed that's what praise worship and Thanksgiving does see a lot of the times if you ever notice in the in the Bible a lot of the people that came to Jesus for a miracle Either had friends, or had it inside them that knew that Jesus was going to heal them. They just—it was—it was pretty much living a thanks living life. That if I can just get you know the the four guys that carried that carried their their friend to Jesus, they just kn- they knew if I could get him to Jesus, he'd, he'd be able to walk. Man, this is. Praise, worship, and thanksgiving. And number five, this goes along. This goes right along with what we just talked about, but it gives... It, praise, worship, and thanksgiving is a weapon that is readily available to you to use against the enemy. Anytime. I like to, um... I wrote this down, and this might not make sense, and I might mess this all up, but, um... With the Lion King. When the hyenas are, are sitting around and they're going, Mufasa! <laughs> say it again. Mufasa! And Scar gets so mad. Mufasa's they, like gone, out of the picture. In this, in this movie, Mufasa's out of the picture. And it still drives Mufasa insane. For these three hyenas just to walk around and laugh and say, Mufasa! Mufasa. <laughs> you know it drove him nuts. It drove him absolutely nuts. He couldn't stand it. And I'm here to tell you that's just a movie. But the devil is real and my God is real. And when you start mentioning the name of Jesus, it ticks off and I'm gonna say scar because that's what I'm gonna to relate to is the devil so we can compare the two movies but it makes scar it makes the devil so angry but the only difference in the movie scar got his way with the hyenas when they said Mufasa he could slap them around all right the good news for you and me and everybody else when we say the name of Jesus the devil can't stand he can't do anything he's defeated He can get mad all he wants, but he can get mad in hell. Not here. Your praise, when you give God glory, there's no devil in hell that can stand. There's nothing that can stand. There's no sickness that can stand. There's no other name above Jesus. We are flying right along. And so what we're gonna do now is I'm gonna close with this. Because we're gonna we're gonna have a moment where you can where you can praise right after this service. Because I don't wanna just tell you this stuff. I want I wanna give you five minutes to act it out, to go through it. All right? well, we're gonna close with this. We're gonna close with ways that we can give thanks, ways that we can praise, ways that we can worship God. All right? We talked about the how. Well, some people get a little bit lost in the, in the, in the ways to do it. The how. Or the, the, we talked about the why. Let's talk about how now. One, with my voice. In Psalm 63.3, and I'm just going to read a couple of verses if that's all right. Because your loving kindness is better than life, my lips shall praise you. It is the Bible telling you that one one of the ways that you can praise him is with my voice. Acts sixteen twenty five says oh, we just went through it, but about midnight when Paul and Silas were praying vocally and singing vocally hymns of praise to God, and the prisoners were listening to them. The Bible gives us clear ways to pray to praise him. Number two, with my body, so let me back up to that with, with with my voice you may not you you may think you have a horrible voice that's that's not what it's about It's not about that at all, all right I've watched the voice and I've watched uh, American Idol and all those shows, and there's some people with really great voices and there's some really people with bad voices, but man, if they're all praising God, who cares? All right. It did, correct me if I'm wrong, but I haven't found one translation that said, "But about midnight, Paul and Silas, you know, were singing better than anybody else in the entire world." No, it just says we were singing, they were singing and, pray, and praising God. Now, right, it's a heart stance with my body. Alright, this is where some people go, I don't know, I don't know what you mean by you know with my body. Like I I I'm kind of the person that just sits in the in the chair. That's my that's my safe spot. Alright? Hey, and that's fine, I'm not here to make fun of anybody. Alright? If the chair is your safe spot, and that's where you praise God, just make sure you're praising God. Alright? I want to teach you how to to, to get more. Okay? There because there's more. God has more for you, just so you know. Alright, you don't have to stay in the chair. Because it says with my body, in Psalm sixty three four, it says, "So will, so I will bless you as long as I live. I will lift up my hands in your name." And see, for the longest time in my entire life, I've told this story a couple times on Unleashed when we back when we did it on Saturdays. I uh, I grew up in not really a religious uh, family. And so when I did go to church, I went with my grandparents, and my grandparents were real old school. The grandparents that took me, and we sat in the back, and we didn't move. All right, the only time we moved was when she slapped me upside the head when I was when I was sleeping. That's the only time I moved, because other than that, we sat back there and we sang the old church hymns. And that's all we did. And when I went to the first church. I'll let you, I'll let you know this. I went with uh, some other grandparents, and I went to an, another church. And the first time I was there, they were, you know they were speaking in tongues, and and, um, and they had their hands, and they were jumping all over the place. And I was I, as a, I was a little bit scared at first. I didn't know what that was. Nobody nobody told me anything, and uh, so I wanted to be in my safe space, you know, in the very back with the chair. Um, when I came to victory. It wasn't the first time, but it was the second time that I was here. I lifted my hands up for the first time. I'd never done it before. I never lifted my hands up in praise. When my heart said, thank you, God, I never did anything else. I just sat there and I said, thanks, God. Thank you for everything you've done. I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm trying to tell you how to get more. all right? Because I've gotten more. All right? By reading the book. The good book. All right? But it says, "I will lift my hands in your name." I'm telling you, the first time that I sat right back there, because that's where I, that's, thats the spot that I claimed when I first when I first came to victory, and it was mine. And I was really mad when anybody took it. But yeah, see, some some habits die hard because I was I was in the back. All right, my grandma my grandma rubbed off on me. But I remember when I stood up, and I just raised my hand, and I I started to weep. I didn't know why. And it was because something was, some some chains were falling off. And I don't know if you've had chains fall off before. If not, we need to talk. Alright, because I want to show you how to get, that's what this is all about, is to show you how to get, get unleashed. Alright, but I had a chain fall off. So I'm telling you, I'm giving you tools on ways to do this and what it will do for your life. With my body. In Psalms 95 6, it says, Oh, come, let us worship and bow down. Let us kneel before the Lord our Maker in, rever- in reverent praise and prayer. I'm going to keep talking about this same story because I've never in my life found myself right here until I walked through victory. And I'm not trying to put victory up on a pedestal, even though it's my church and I love it. And I, 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 it's above everything in, in church for me. <laughs> like, it's my church. Um, but all the other churches i'd been to i never found myself at an altar i never found myself with my hands raised and when i came through when i came here i found myself at an altar for the first time bowing down and praising all right so whatever church you attend whatever church you go to if you if you're visiting here today all right take this back home go to the altar try it out one time you know, you test drive everything else. Give it a test drive. Just walk up to the altar, bow down, see what happens. <laughs> Number three, with music. I love music. It's one of my favorite things. If you can't tell when I when I play. I love music so much, though. So. I didn't know that what I had could be used the way that it was that it's used now. I remember the first time that I I got to play up here. See, I traveled around, and um, I'm so happy you're here for the. It's especially for this message. But this guy used to travel around with my dad in a band, and he plays with Nathan Carruth now. All right, y'all y'all, y'all remember Nathan, right? All right, man. I used to play for a bunch of different people, like I, all over the world. Man, I had some really, really good times, and I've never once been nervous except for the very first time I played, and there wasn't even even that many people there. Right? But even then, that wasn't that bad. I just really just couldn't open my mouth that much. I was like, <laughs> but I remember <laughs> when Cricket said, "You want you want to do a special." I had to ask you know to be on the praise team or if I could try. And his first thing was, sure. Just we'll have you do a special by yourself?" I was like, oh. <laughs> "Okay." And I didn't think it was bad. I didn't think it was that bad of a deal and my mentor Sam, if you're watching, I love you buddy. Sam uh he had asked me, you yeah, know, Justin, you've got this beautiful voice and you you got this beautiful gift. But have you ever used it for God? I said, ooh, that was rough. So I got up there, and the first time I was able to use music, all the lights were out. I couldn't see anybody up here, but I got to play, and and I played to God. And I didn't know that my guitar and my voice could be used that way. I didn't know that it could be used to help people unlock chains. I didn't know that my music and my voice could lead people up here to get in the in the presence of God. I didn't know that those kinds of gifts could be used that way. And so it says in the Bible with music, Psalms one hundred and fifty three through 5, praise Him with the trumpet sound. Praise Him with harp and lyre. Praise Him with tambourine and dancing. Praise Him with stringed instruments and flute. Praise Him with resounding cymbals. Praise Him with loud cymbals. It says, you know, David wrote these Psalms. And it says in these psalms, and it says throughout. David's, when, the, when David would play the harp, the devils would flee. I didn't know. I, I didn't know. We, we, I didn't know it. I had no idea it was capable of that. I didn't know when I when I turn gifts that I have and and, and turn them to praise towards God. I didn't know it was gonna. I didn't know what kind of power that what that has. I with music, yeah. Yeah, gifts I was given. Number four, with my emotions. Psalms 47 1 says, Oh, clap your hands, all you people. Shout to God with the voice of triumph and songs of joy. You can praise Him with your emotions. A lot of times, I've been talking to Hannah, and I was like, "I don't know, why I've been such a big baby this weekend." You know, we went to see, you know, uh, David and Mia um, last night, and uh, this service this morning. I found myself up here crying, and I did not couldn't even say stuff. I'd start to say something, I'd start to say something to God, and it was just—you know—I just—and then ball like a baby. God hears that. You can praise Him. Because all I wanted to say was thank you. That's all I was trying. all I was trying to say was thank you, God. And it came, it came out, <laughs> but it came out in tears. And every tear, God, God felt it and God heard it. So He hears you with your emotions. That's one of the ways. And number five, this is the this is a really really big one. It's First 1 Corinthians ten thirty one. You can praise God with your life. 1 Corinthians 10.31 says, So then, whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, do all to the glory of our great God. Whatever you do, do it for the glory of our great God. Now, I had somebody ask me one time, are you always going to um, be in the career field that you're at? So I don't know. And they said, well, you know, you might you might think about something different. I said, Whatever I'm whatever I'm gonna do, as long as I'm giving God all the glory, I know I'm in the right spot. And that's huge. You can do all those things. Here's the great thing. Every single one of us in this room are capable of this. We're capable of all the ways to praise God. You know why you're gonna praise God. We went through that first. Now you know how. So I'm going to ask. Uh, I'm going to ask them to turn down the lights, put on a song, and I want. If anybody needs any special prayer, I want you to come up here and see me, see Hannah, and see Pastor Cricket. Um, if you, but if if you just need a moment with God, that's what I want you to do right now. Right, there's two things that I'm going to close with. Um, I, w- I want you to find a moment with God. Don't just hurry out of here. Don't miss out. When I was growing up, my mom said, don't leave anything on the table. Don't leave anything. Get it all here while you're here. Don't say, well, I, I, you know, I'll, I'll get filled up next week. No, get filled up right now. When they put some music on, just close, close your eyes and praise Him. And the second thing that I want to leave you with is take this with you. This is the message, same message that I've been saying every single time that we leave Unleashed. Take it outside these walls when you go and eat tonight, find somebody to pray over. I know it's a little weird and and you're kind of like, I don't know about that. I'm telling you, look at somebody, ask Jesus to show you what He sees. Okay? And go pray. Go pray over somebody. But right now, get lost in your spot where you're at. And get lost in what God's telling you. And just praise Him. If it's with tears, let it be with tears. If it's with your voice, let it be with your voice. All right? If it's with your body, if you need to come over here and you, need to, and you need to fall on the ground, do it. If you need to rededicate your life to praise Him, do it right now. Alright? I'm going to leave it here. Facebook Live, we love you. Here we go.